Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Making Lemonade, the podcast where we talk about how we take the lemons that life gives us and all of the different flavors of lemonade that we as creatives and as people make throughout our lives. If you'd like to see more of my work and keep up to date with all things Making Lemonade, please follow me on Instagram at Jordan Morpeth Art or go to my website, www.jordanmorpethart.com. Alright guys, it's advertising time. Before we get into the podcast, I have a little something to advertise. No, I'm not selling you anything. In fact, I'm selling you something free today. I have just added a new Discord uh, community to Discord um, called Making Lemonade. And if you would like to join the Discord community uh, of Making Lemonade, please go down into the episode notes. There is a public invite down there for the Making Lemonade Discord. Please join in. Uh, have a Come and have a chat about the latest episode. Have a chat what uh, about what Jackson and I had a chat about today. If you have something to say about it or you just want to get some feedback on your work, you might want to get some feedback from some professional artists. Uh, but yeah, just come and, come and join the community. We're trying to build... A little bit of a community around the podcast and around the Making Lemonade brand. And hopefully uh, you can be a part of it. So yeah, that's the ad. All done. Not very, very long. Just nice and quick. Okay. Bye. So this week, I've got a good friend of mine on the podcast. Once again, he was one of the first uh, guests on the podcast. His name is Jackson Caspers. You can find his work at Jackson Caspers Art on Instagram. Um, he is an up-and-coming star in the fan art and just the comic book art realm. Um, he just did uh, two, I think, two to three pages on Mr. Kieran Jack's uh, new comic series, In Purgatory. That's what it's called, In Purgatory. And he is uh, he is a poster artist and he is one of the greatest poster artists out there. If you're following me, you're probably following Jackson. And if you're not, please go and do so. Uh, today we spoke about the art business and what it means to be an illustrator um, and, and how to run an illustration or an art business and be an artist um, in today's world, in today's social media world. But there was a lot of talk about Gary Vee and so on, but it was, it was just such a great podcast. Um, this, I think, is one of the best ones, if not the best interview uh, slash co-host slash uh, guest that I've had on the podcast um, in a very long time and we really smashed it out. I think we had a great topic and we really just kept talking and talking and talking. So um, yeah, look, no more from me. Let's just get into it, all right? I didn't want to just be a bodybuilding champion. I wanted to be the best bodybuilder of all times. Dig deep down and ask yourselves, who do you want to be? spent a lot of time by myself so I could figure out and listen to what is inside my heart and inside my head. Imagine you're 15 years old and you're in Austria and you say to the people, I want to be the bodybuilding champion of the world. I had this fire in the belly and I knew that the United States was where I could really succeed. I knew that this was where I could continue my bodybuilding career and start acting also. I was told to my face, you're, you're nothing but a giant muscle. You can't act. You have no future and you have an accent that is laughable. 
and with your name, Schwarzen Schnitzel or whatever your name is, they say, well, forget about that, and they laughed. The director said if we wouldn't have Schwarzenegger, we would have to build one. And then when I did Terminator, I'll be back. One of the most famous lines in the movie history, all because of my crazy accent. It just shows you never listen that you can't do something. Don't be afraid to fail. You should not be afraid of failure. That's just part of life. Anything and everything can be done if you can visualize it and if you believe in yourself. So never give up and never be afraid of failure because otherwise you box yourself in and you limit yourself. You're going to find the naysayers in every turn that you make. Don't listen. If I would have listened to the naysayers, I would still be in the Austrian Alps yodeling. <laughs> Just visualize your goal, know exactly where you want to go. There's absolutely no way around hard, hard work. No pain, no gain. can't climb the ladder of success with your hands in the pocket. But good. Yeah. Um, so what what's your have you got a con coming up? Uh I do, yeah, we got two. So we've got um Melbourne Supernova, first oh, yep. uh week, weekend of April and then I believe and then Gold Coast Supernova the, the weekend after. Nice. Uh, nice. Yes. So that should be a pretty hectic two weeks. Are you are you doing either of those? No, unfortunately, this year I really wanted to go into state, but we hit a financial snafu, and um, we decided that we're only going to do like the most interstate. I think I'll get again this year will be probably Canberra, so like Gamacon or something like that. Yep. Yep. But yeah, I think that's <laughs> probably the best we're going to do. Unfortunately. Yeah. So did you did you apply for um, Sydney Comic Con? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a got an application the other day. Actually, I got a um, exception the other day, rather. Oh, nice. Because um, yeah, because I know a lot of people from outside of Sydney applied for the Sydney one and, and didn't get in. Um, oh, really? So I, I think they yeah, I think they were pretty strict with Sydney this year. Like, I I got I got Melbourne and um, Brisbane, but yeah. uh, they set up they set them on the waiting list for Sydney. I'm like, oh, I guess it's just shit ton oh, of really? people in Sydney, Sydney that um that they let in first that actually live in the state. <laughs> That's um, interesting. Yeah, yeah, because it is, it is one of the better shows that I like. But um, yeah. I'm happy. Happy I'm in Melbourne because Melbourne's always my favourite one. So, yeah, that's the thing. It's interesting that they that's that's probably good though. That's good in comparison to Supernova. That's good that they do that because yeah, you end I up think. getting you end up getting more locals in and rather than kind of outsourcing. Like because anyone in the states could come in and just fucking get a spot for a local and yeah, yeah, I exactly. Just, I yeah, didn't know so they were think, doing yeah, that. Get getting more locals and then um. And because there's less artists at Comic-Cons as well, so like I think they're trying to get a bit more quality rather than 
yeah. over just having, you know, fucking 250, 300 artists or whatever, and some Ugh. of them can just be, yeah, you know. <laughs> For $320 a fuck, $350 a fucking table this year. Like, Jesus Christ. I don't know. You're like... Yeah, <laughs> I was talking to. I've already spoken to Rui about it, so I don't want to beat a dead horse. But yeah, that's um, that was a bit of a shock this year. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I and I, I usually get two tables as well because I've got so much artwork now. So it's like, you know, oh you, you're getting up to like eight hundred bucks just for the I was tables. Gonna say, almost, it's just pretty almost pushing a grand. Yeah, yeah, it's, almost, um, oh, it's Jesus, it's a bitch. That, yeah, that, and that's the thing. This year, I was hoping to get two tables, but that's not going to fucking happen. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. at all I've, I've yeah. been doing cons for maybe like uh, four four years or so and mm. it just it just keeps going up like I think when I first did it the tables were like 200 and something like maybe 270 or yeah, something I think, I, I think the first one I think I remember doing the first supernova and being like 250 what the fuck and now <laughs> yeah. it's like twice like uh, an extra hundred dollars on top of that yeah yeah or more. crazy yeah Anyway, that's why that's why we do this. That's why we have to charge a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of business, um, I actually want to talk to you about uh, just the illustration business. We'll talk a bit of shop, but like, I actually kind of wanted to see if you're okay with discussing because um, I've been looking more into the business side of things, and as creatives, we you know, we struggle a little bit more on the more logical uh, business side of things. And I want to kind of help people, uh, you know, get an understanding of what. And if, if you're okay with kind of sharing a little bit of how you kind of, what your business model is and how you kind of run your um, your art business, uh, like what, what do you take on clients? Do you do commissions or are you just solely in conventions have you ever done a patreon or anything like that i suppose yeah yeah gotcha um well basically i i'll make most of my money off doing conventions um mm-hmm. so that's your you know supernovas comic cons and stuff like that i do a couple over in um like one or two shows in new zealand as well which mm-hmm. end up being expensive but they they generally have less a lot less artists over there so you kind of um you kind of get a bit of advantage in terms of selling your art because there's not many other people selling art. Um, So I do maybe, let's say 10 to 15 shows per year. Um, And then, so that's, that's majority of my yearly kind of income. Then I've got my website. Um, So I just sell prints off the website. So Etsy website and a Shopify website. Um, So that, that's a little bit of extra income as well. And then on top of that, I got, commissions so i i basically if i have time to do commissions i i do them and i'll do them a mm-hmm. little bit cheaper if i'm kind of squashed for time and i'm doing heaps of shows and stuff and people ask me for commissions that's when i'll i'll charge i'll charge a little bit extra because i've li- literally like squishing it in you know what i mean like i've oh, got okay. a little like a, a, a tiny amount of time so i'll just um i'll have to charge extra and and if they want it they want it if they don't they they can ask someone else or whatever so yeah. Okay. That's um that's pretty much where I'm at so far, but um I want to I want to eventually probably start a Patreon. Um as in cuz I like the whole monthly subscription sort of thing behind it. Mm-hmm. Um and then I'll st- I I guess I'll still be doing conventions and stuff probably be able to cut it down a little bit less cuz like 
they, they are awesome and I do make a lot of money at conventions, but like flying that much through the year, you know, you're taking like 30, 40 flights through the year. Like it's, it gets pretty, um, it gets pretty hectic. Um, so I'd like to be able to just, you know, still, still work from home, do, do some Patreon stuff and, um, maybe do some Kickstarter things. I haven't, I haven't done any Kickstarter stuff yet. So that's another thing where I can branch off into. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, that's like, that's pretty much what I'm doing so far. And that's kind of where I want to aim to get to. Nice. And how, how long have you been kind of running the business like this? Um, I think about at least two years now. Okay. So, um, don't know if I told you last time, but I, um, it was like, say maybe two and a half years back, I, I was working full time at a printing press doing graphic design. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I quit that and went overseas to Canada for six months. And in that six months, um, you know, I was doing a lot of snowboarding and, and fun shit. But I was also just drawing every single day and trying to build my social media um, brand up. So just, you know, get extra followers and get my artwork out there and all that kind of shit. Okay. Um, so that was with the pencil drawing. So I, I don't know if you, if I had you back then. I probably, I might have. Um, but that's when I was just purely doing pencil. There's no digital. Um, so yeah, did that. And then when I came back, I just... I just kept doing it, so I just I didn't didn't go back to work or anything. I just I just kept drawing and then started conventions and then and then basically was able to make a living off doing conventions. So and uh, and you saw you could kind of cover cover your costs. Yeah, yeah. So just I, through the, doing that. Yeah. Well, whilst I was working full time, I was doing conventions as well, and I was like, you know, I was make I made a lot of money when I did. I had a full time job and conventions. I just couldn't draw as much as I wanted to. Um, right. So I was like, I did that. I did that. The classic thing of like, you know, if you want to do what you're passionate about, you're gonna to have to probably take a cut financially for a certain amount of years, um, so you so you can do it all the time. So I did that. So I, I lost all my graphic design money. So I think I was getting you know forty plus thousand a year, whatever it was for a junior graphic designer, um, mm. and then all onto just convention and commission money. So um, probably cut my paycheck in half, but I get to wake up and fucking draw superheroes every day so i'm pretty happy yeah exactly yeah well i mean that's what we're all trying to do isn't it but that's kind of the thing i mean i think there's a lot of there's a lot of people that are trying to figure out you know do i get rid of that is it worth the sacrifice of that you know clean that easy um crispy check at the end of every month (laughs) every fortnight you know and it's consistent work and it's guaranteed but yeah you know, it's it's the shit work. It's the work that I don't really that, want to do, or it's exactly. you know just trying to pay rent or whatever. That's the that's the scary thing is like um you're like oh fuck if I if I go into this do it myself like it, everything's everything's on me you know mm. if I fail like and then a lot of people think oh you know what if what if I try to be an, like a full time artist and then people think I'm a shit like because I, I failed or whatever. But in saying that like I I just like I don't really care what like anyone thinks I guess um mm. like. Not nine to five jobs to me, just um, uh, are for anyone really. So like, if you if you're a decent, competent person, you can do pretty much any like most nine to five jobs, and they shouldn't be too hard to find. So if yeah. you if if you kind of you're doing your own thing, you're doing your own business, even if it's not art, whatever it is, and you, and you fail, you can always go back to a nine to five job. They're always going to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So so like, yeah, it's it's scary and daunting to to drop it and go. Nah, I'm doing. I'm fucking. I want to do this full time and and do it every day and become awesome. Um, but yeah, you might, you might get six down, six months down the track and you've got no money. You're like, mm. fuck, I'll, I'll go deliver, deliver pizzas for six months and get back on track. Or, you know, something like that. 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And but it is. That, I, I get. I get that it's hard for like you know people. You got kids and um, people have partners yeah. and stuff like that. A lot of things can get in the way. But I feel like there's there's always a way to figure out around it. It just will take a little bit longer. Yeah, and it's just a matter of kind of working on the business model to suit yourself. Like there's there's the traditional business models, but then there's um, you know, you, you you have to. You're right. You have to put a lot of um, effort in yourself and do a lot of the work yourself, especially when you're doing client work. Um, you've got yep. to go and find the clients yourself, and that means that you'll take some time away from drawing in the day. But in the long run, um, doing social media for an hour a day, doing emails, cold emailing clients, um, speaking to people uh, in person, going out during your day to go and talk to retailers or whatever it may be that you're doing to make those connections is um, is going to end up being in the long run worth it. Like you said, you, you were in Canada and you took a bit of time off to just like um, just build that following and not yeah. really focus on anything else but the art and and the and yeah. the social media side of it and really you know i think a lot of us as artists we we get caught up in social media and then the quality starts to dissipate and that's one yeah. thing i think since i met you that has never wavered you've always had such quality work and such consistent work and i think that's you know you uh, you can attest to that being a big part of your success and the reason why you were able to go full time and you know really start to work for yourself. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> That's all right. Um, it's it's something that I just realised this year that I really needed to focus on. I really needed to take my time on one piece rather than five, yeah, because it, you know it's one of those things. Um, yeah, I suppose. Do, do you sound like you um, you listen to a lot of Gary V? Um, oh yeah, Gary V's the man. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 definitely um, knows what he's talking about. That's for sure. Yeah, like I, every time I'll go to ask myself a question about what I what I should be doing next, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Or like if you're sitting there procrastinating, or just got your thumb in your ass, just like <laughs> I just you know I, I always ask, like, what should I be doing? And I'll just. I already know if like if I was asking Gary V, I already know the answer. You know, it's like do everything, do as much as you can. That's basically basically what you should be doing all the time when everyone asking, you know, oh, what should I do next? What should I do? Should I do Instagram? Should I be on Facebook? Should I be drawing now? Should I, you know, just do everything and do it as much as you can. <laughs> and that's and that's basically basically how I how I live, and I just I just try to do as much as I can, yeah, all the time. Yeah. Do you, do you are you on Twitter and Snapchat and all that kind of thing, or are you just Facebook? Oh, I um. I had I had Snapchat, but um, I don't know. I I didn't really like it that much, so I just I stuck to Instagram. And as soon as Instagram stole the, the stories feature, I was like, yeah, Instagram all the way. Yeah, because um, I haven't used Snapchat in a while. I don't know if they do. You have Snapchat? Yeah. Look, it, periodically I post things, but I just forget to do it. <laughs> it's it's pretty much the same as it used to be. And every so often I get a notification from a friend with a photo and I'm like, why couldn't you just text me that? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, like, because um, I don't know, like, you know, Instagram, you got, like, when you get a certain amount of followers, you can get people to swipe up from your story and that can take them to your YouTube channel or your website or whatever. So I think things like that are, like, super handy for people that are, you know, have their own businesses and things. Um, mm. But, 
yeah, just main. So Instagram's the big, the biggest one for me, um, and then Facebook under that. Um, I some of my posts go okay on Facebook, like nothing compared to Instagram. You know, Instagram, I'll get five thousand likes. Mm. Um, book, I'll get you know thirty, <laughs> like the um, right, like, ridiculous. But the I guess eventually we're gonna have to be paying to get any sort of decent reach on on both platforms. You can yeah, see Instagram already kind of fading away. The the algorithms getting shitter and shitter. Oh, yeah. uh, for people that you know have massive like my following's decent but for all the people that have huge followings at the moment like they are that started you know five six years ago they are like ultra lucky because they're already in the big leagues and for all oh, the people yeah. who the small followings like it's just getting harder and harder and harder yeah. so and i mean there was speaking of gary v there was something i saw the other day where he was it was actually his video on quality versus quantity and he was talking about you know, a lot of people were lucky to get the organic following on Facebook and Instagram. And that's those people, like you're saying, that had these big, huge followings now. And they were just, yeah. it was just timing. It was just good timing that they got, uh, yeah. Early got in when it was, yeah, yeah, exactly. And when it was organic. And that's one of the reasons why I've taken on IGTV because I think you have to take on the early social media things. And I mean, I know IGTV is part of Instagram, but it's new. So there's yep. not there's really not many adopters right now. People are a bit funny about it. So I'm trying yep. to take it on on a weekly basis so that even if that's a place where I can build the following to bring people to other social media and other platforms, yep. that would be. But Gary V was basically saying, you know, everyone complains about how Facebook's no longer organic and now Instagram's no longer organic, but it's fucking free. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> it, it's it's free. Like it's Literally why you show, can, you show the world your your shit for for free like you don't you're not paying anything yeah and you can build a business off it for free you don't have yeah. to pay shit and you That's don't have to advertise like i mean i know he advocates for advertising because it's cheap now yeah. and i mean i wish I, i'm with him i wish i had gotten onto google adwords years ago because that's yeah. just where everybody markets now and but the interesting thing um I had a point. Where did my point go? It's gone out the window. Um, uh, social media. Um, yeah, the the interesting thing about yeah, interesting thing about Instagram is, have you ever heard that? There it is. I found it. Um, have you ever heard the concept? So it's basically a concept where if you have one thousand um, followers, one thousand loyal followers, um, who give you ten dollars a year you have $10,000, right? Yep. So, and if those 1,000 people can give you $100 a year, you have $100,000 a year yep. and yep. you're set. And this is, the, this is something that a lot of people miss on social media platforms is that if you have, um, you need to build, and this is what I think, this is why I wanted, to, this is why I spoke to Jay Prime because he, he's been really good with this in that, Building a loyal following is more important on social media, media than building a large following. Yeah. So yeah, like, sure. you know, I don't know how many you've got, but you're in the 20, 20K, 30K kind of range and you say that it's not huge. But to someone like me, that's like, fuck, I'm in the only in the thousand in the 1K range, 2K yeah. range, and that's huge to me. But both of us have the po the possibility here to either you have – 20,000 people give you a dollar yep. and I have a thousand people give me $10 a year and we're both kind of set, <laughs> you know, yeah. we're kind yeah, of yeah, gotcha. making a decent amount of money. And I think this is interesting because a lot of people miss this 
one of the things that social media you need to do on social media is really get people loyal and buy you for you not yep. for not you know you're going to get one person that goes i like that one piece yeah but yeah, gotcha. building that following that wants to purchase anything that you produce um i think that's i mean do you, have you ever really thought about any of that any of that kind of idea i have, I have yeah so um the, the way i look at it is um like the yeah like you don't want to have you know a hundred thousand followers and they're all just like little crazy 12 year olds that you know <laughs> don't 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 really want anything to do with your stuff they just think your pictures are cool or whatever um the poor, the poor brothers could attest to that i think yeah but <laughs> but in in saying that having having the having a large following um and if, say you got 50,000, but you have 40,000 people that don't want to buy your stuff or whatever, or like 49,000, like majority don't, wouldn't, wouldn't buy your stuff. But the, the reach that they can help you get when you post new, new work, you know, when, you, when they give you your, your five to 10,000 likes on a, on a post, and then that can share it to even more people and, and newer people. And then you have an even bigger chance of, you know, getting new customers and stuff like that. So... The, the loyal ones are good, yeah. So you should always do stuff for your followers. You should always, you know, reply to their comments, reply to their DMs. Um, if they got any questions, make sure you always try to answer them and help them out and stuff like that, especially if they're trying to learn. Um, mm. So always do all that shit. And that's what I try to do. I, I answer every single DM. I try to get to all my comments that I can um, and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, and just try to build and build and build. And and like you said, if you if your followers can give you $1, you know, a year or a month or whatever it is like, and you have 50,000 followers, like you set. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so I think that's where, that's where the the Patreon thing comes in for me. Cause that, cause that works on like a, I, I'm not sure if it's weekly or monthly subscription at the moment, but, or you can do either, but I, I want to be able to one day, you know, use my Instagram following to funnel that through to Patreon mm. and I'll be sort of doing, doing exactly that, you know? Getting a yeah. getting a monthly fee off each people, and I'll be I'll be you know doing awesome pictures and also showing them how they can create their own awesome art. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm I'm thinking of doing this year as well. Is <clears throat> like I've been working on building a Patreon and and trying to build like a monthly subscription service essentially, and yep. just sell it to people. Like you know, it's Netflix for my art. <laughs> I think that's yeah, the yeah. easiest way to sell it to anyone. It's you know, do you have Netflix? Do you have Stan? Do you have um, YouTube Red, it's the exact same thing. For the price yep. of, you know, a coffee a week per month, you can get all of this stuff. And initially kind of starting with more rewards than you would like to give out because yep. then the early adopters are going to get a lot more and then you reevaluate that later and you kind of bring it back down. And, you know, there's a lot of um, a lot of people recommend the work you're already doing. So don't add work to your yep. projects. Like if you're working for yourself at home, don't add work, just build yep. it around the work you're already doing. So yeah, yeah, definitely. do time-lapse videos of the posters you're already doing, you know, do a tutorial around that, do, you know, sit down with people on Skype and have a Skype conversation or whatever it may be, or even, you know, like build a, di like I built a discord community so that there's a community of people who listen to this podcast or just follow my stuff can come and discuss in a forum um, about that, about, you know, whatever they want to talk, the latest episode or something like that. And um, yeah, I think sorry. it's, yeah, there's there's a lot, a lot of people neglect, I think they neglect the market. And, and you're right, there is, 
you know, there's definitely definitely something to be said about a lot of exposure and getting, you know, even just getting onto someone's podcast or getting someone on your podcast, like, is is big help. Um, yep. and, and getting to the places where the market is, is definitely... Um, Definitely helpful. I think, yeah, there's just so many, so many different things you can do that it's just kind of trying to whittle it down to what, yeah. what, what do I focus on and what do I, what do I do to get myself out there and, you know, that kind of thing. Like, That's are you, I, yeah, I know what you mean, man. Like, mm. the, it, well, like when you, when you think about it, it's all just, you know, like w- now that we have the internet, um, it's just, there's so many opportunities and, things that we can do out there that it's almost like we're spoiled for choice so mm. we're like we're like oh there's there's 10 different things i don't know which one to choose and then you, you try to dabble in each one and then you end up not getting kind of good at one and then you might quit or you just waste time and, and things like that but yeah um you just gotta you just gotta go fucking hard like if you you want to do something just you gotta do it like you know what i mean there's just yeah there's a lot of procrastinating and excuses and stuff out there these days for, for whatever it may be, but like you just, you got to do shit and there's, there's people out there doing shit, making money and they're living happy lives and stuff like that. So like, that's how I see it. I was like, well, that's, that's what I want to do as well. So I'm going to, whatever I choose to do, I'm going fucking 110% into it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, exactly. And you want to, like, especially for creatives, like, there's nothing worse than a nine to five job. There's it's, really nothing man, worse. It's fucking <laughs> like, like I, I, I hear when Gary Vee, one thing he says is like, you know, there's some people with uh, who are entrepreneurs, born entrepreneurs, or have entrepreneurial tendencies. And I might just have tendencies um, of an entrepreneur, but like he, he says, you know, you if you work at a nine to five and it's literally killing you, like there's nothing you can think of more like that would be better than just quit and do your own thing. Oh yeah. Um, and I was like, that's, that's me. Like I can't, I can't, I can't sit in a normal nine to five and not no. be creating artwork. Like I want to kill myself. So, um, yeah. so I, I, I think I'm, I'm in a pretty lucky position where I was able to do conventions and things like that and get out of the nine to five and still make a living off art. Mm. Um, and I know there's probably a lot of other artists out there that want to do a similar thing, but um, it, it just takes time. Like, you just do your oh, side yeah. hustle. It, it took me, you know, a year and a half, two years um, of doing it on the side and, you know, staying up till fucking 12 or 1am every night and being tired every day at work mm. um, at and, a job that I didn't really care about. <laughs> but, um, but, I, but yeah, I so, so it's possible. And, and that's something I want to say is that there's, you're going to have to make sacrifices. Like if you, if you want to do this, you're going to have to make sacrifices. Like 100%. M- me being a dad, I don't have the, you know, the the possibility of staying up till three in the morning, but I yeah. do have the possibility of getting up at five in the morning exactly, and getting yeah. into the studio, going and doing my exercise regime and getting into the studio by six, seven o'clock in the morning because, yeah. you know, my, my day job starts later in the afternoon. So I spend a lot of hours in the morning working and it's the same, it's the same thing, sacrificing that time. Like, you know, the old me would have gotten up at that time in the morning and watch cartoons for four hours before I went to work <laughs> yeah. or watch yeah, a movie for four. But now I can't even think of anything worse to do. Like I might spend half an hour in front of the TV just before I go to work, but that's about it. And you yeah. you kind of have to make those sacrifices. Is if you want to if you want to do that, you know. I know there's this whole thing of anti-hustle, and you know you're going to bury yourself in the ground at an early grave and rah rah rah. But you still have to hustle. You still have to learn that. 
you can't have everything and you have to sacrifice one thing. You have to sacrifice a few things, preferably not your family or your children. It's probably not yeah. the best thing to <laughs> sacrifice. Yeah, but yeah. you're going to have to, you know, sacrifice going out for beers or sacrifice yeah, yeah, like, some money. Uh, like leisure, leisure time and stuff with friends or like, you know, escapism things like, like Facebook and uh, fucking yeah. Netflix and video games and stuff like that. You just have to, you have to cut down quite a bit on that if you really want to follow what you're passionate about, so... Yeah, and, and I mean, if you're an artist and you've got a studio of your own, you can still watch Netflix. Just put a TV in your studio. That's what yeah, I did. Like, but I just, uh, <laughs> like, I, I sometimes, like, if I, I hear people, um, I'll tell them how long I it takes me to draw a piece and stuff like that because I get a lot of younger artists uh, message me on Instagram. Yeah. And they're like, how long does this take? And I'll be like, oh, you know, that took five hours or that took 10 hours or whatever. And they're like, oh, I wouldn't have time for that. I'm like, fuck. Like, you're a teenager, bro, at high school. you got time for everything. you got <laughs> yeah. time for parties. It's like you got time yeah. for. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, you, it's just, um, people, some people have issues and some people, you just you just got to want it, want it really bad, I guess. And it'll, yes. it'll, um, it'll, it'll kind of shoot you into where you want to be. But um, yeah, what, what, were you, what, were you, what were you saying before? Sorry, I lost I lost my point what I was going to make just then. Um, um, oh, no, I was just saying like you got to make sacrifices. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So just, I don't know, do sometimes... <laughs> a bit less fun and just but but in saying that like when i draw uh, i'm having fun you know what i mean yeah like if you're, if yeah. You really, if you're drawing what you want to draw and you're getting better or, or you're doing whatever you could be a personal trainer and you're training or a basketballer or fucking whatever it is um if you're doing it every day and you're having fun like i don't know and, and you can afford to live like i don't i don't really care about being rich if i can afford to live you know and like take my girlfriend out to dinner and shit <laughs> and all those things yeah. um, every day. Like, I, I don't know what else I really need. I don't need a fucking Lamborghini. I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> I agree. Um, as, as long as you can, like, that's the thing. That's why I said, I kind of said to Jen, I said, you know, how much do we need to live and then add a couple grand on top of that? Like add a little bit of little bit of flexibility and breathing room. And that's all we need to do. And that's all we need to do every year. Like you don't need like, Apparently, in this country and most Western countries, 80, 80K a year is living good. Like, people think you got to be 100K, 200K, 300K, a million dollars a year. Like, it's yeah. not, no, it's too much money for one person. Yeah, it's, like, just, it's just people buy dumb shit, as Gary Vee would say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it's the just, thing. They just, just buy dumb shit, and everyone, everyone wants to get the latest clothes and get the latest car and the latest phone and the latest fucking everything. Yeah. And then you end up just, you spend all the money that you make. And then you buy. Yeah, a lot of people spend money on material bullshit that that doesn't matter. And then mm. you're sacrificing your own happiness because you can't do what you want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just just buy a few less pop vinyls a week. Like you don't. <laughs> yeah. The whole fucking Star Wars set or whatever the hell is out now. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm a bit of a bit of a sucker for it. But you know, just that that twenty dollars a week you can put towards art supplies, or you can put towards. You know, maybe a subscription to Skillshare or um, Udemy yeah, yeah, or something like that. And yourself, like investing yourself, man. That's like the yeah. that's what I the best investment is. Yeah, man. So that, like that, people... well, that's what I'm currently doing is um sorry I um I don't think I mentioned before I'm doing a online course at the moment. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's that's in between all my work and stuff. So it's it's pretty hectic because I'm doing a lot of shit. But um we'll get we'll get through it. But that was I think that cost about ten grand to do that one. That's with a. Uh, you get a mentor, so he's over in San Francisco, and um, mm-hmm. he's worked on some cool shit like um, like Warcraft and 
a lot of um, Blizzard games and stuff like that. So, oh, wow. um, like, so he's a concept artist, so I'm studying concept art. And um, okay. yeah, and it's it's awesome, man. You get like the you get your weekly tasks and stuff like that, and then once a week you you have like an hour long meeting um, with the guy, like a one on one thing, and he you know he critiques your work and goes through all the stuff that you need to change and what do you need to make better and stuff like that. So, um, oh wow. That's awesome. So, like, I, I like I I feel like I'm a pretty decent artist at the moment, but you know, doing this can only make me better. So, I want to get through this. This is going to take about a year or so, um, and then maybe f- go go 110 percent into the Patreon or something like that. But um, yeah, yeah, just going back to what, what we said is like, you know, invest invest some money back into yourself or into your business, and you'll fucking you'll reap the rewards later. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Like, I mean, if you're if you're a teenager, for instance, uh, like you said, you've got time. Like, you've got six hours. You're only at school for six hours a day. There's 24 hours in a day. What are you doing for the rest of them? Yeah, maybe yeah. you're sleeping for <laughs> seven or eight of them. But yeah. go and go and get a job at Macca's. Save all that money. Put it yeah. into your art supply. Put it into put it all into an account and and just push it into. I mean, we have to buy the posters that we print. We yeah, don't. Exactly. I mean, we we've got to spend money on that. It's not like we just print it ourselves. We need the yeah, paper. magic. We need the print it through magic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's you know, and you know, if you're going to do something like I am with screen printing, it's even more expensive because you start having to print by color and pay by color. But it's worth it, and it's it's you can add quality to your. And eventually, I mean, I think I'll probably end up screen printing it myself. But again. Oh, yeah. That's expensive equipment. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean, man. They, they come out so awesome, though. They, they look so nice. That's the thing. That's why it's so worth it. <laughs> that's why I want to, like, that's why I'm doing it because it's just beautiful. So, and there's really not, I mean, again, this is something I was talking to Rui about is we're really quite behind on, like, in this country. There's a huge, huge market for screen printed posters in the States and alternative movie posters and pretty much what we all do. Yep. And there's just really not anyone here that in maybe you get the real real collectors every so often at cons. Yep. But for them to find you, it's like a needle in a bloody haystack. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And it's it's just crazy. But I mean I suppose most people, yeah, you just get your standard like, you know, two hundred gram A three bit of paper or what whatever it is. That's and that's just what majority of artists will, will use. Um, yeah, yeah. Because the, because because a lot of people are artists and a lot of artists are trying to you know save money, so so yeah. it kind of it, it makes sense. But you know if you can add that extra bit of quality um, and do screen prints and stuff like that, um, yeah, you, yeah. Can charge, you can charge more. And if you go to big conventions like the, you'll get you'll get customers that want to that want to buy that sort of shit. So yeah, it will be, be worth it. Hundred percent. And uh, I mean, here's the thing though, like. The problem is that people don't want to invest the money into themselves and they don't want to invest the time into – look, it's all well – like you could have the most amazing art and I, I'm, I'm sure you get it as well. I get a bunch of kids that send me art and they go, you know, love your stuff. I'd love to get a critique or whatever it is or what do you yeah. think about this? So they just tag you in it and you go, it's great. But, you know, how? first of all, first question I ask is how long have you been, have you been on Instagram? You yeah. know what's your what's your goals for this year? What are you trying to achieve? Um, where are you trying to get to? Uh, do you know? You know, and then they're like, "Oh, I might do conventions and rah." I'm like, "Okay, cool." What's what what what? Do, why do you stand out? Like, what's what what's so different about you compared to the rest of us? Like, what's yeah. your what's your thing? And <laughs> nine times out of ten. In fact, I can't even give you an instance where I've gotten, oh, it's because I this. Or because, they go, oh, 
I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so how exactly are you marketing yourself then? Like how are you – and it's yeah. all well and good if you're just young and you're just putting it on Instagram or whatever and you're just getting used to it. But then there's some people that they do have really good art. You go, okay, so what next? And they yeah. go, uh, 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 <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think like, that's okay. the, uh, one of the biggest things with, with artists, isn't it? It's like um, you get – because when you, when you want to go solo – you got to try and try to find the right mix between artist and sort of business person. Whereas, realistically, we most of us we all just want to be artists. We all just want to make awesome shit. Yeah. So you got you got if then that's where like I got to be honest like fucking ninety to one hundred percent of the stuff that I do with marketing and things like that is all from Gary V. So just just watch some fucking Gary V videos, kids and. Yeah. And, you'll be killing, and you'll be killing it. <laughs> Gary V is a great source of of that kind of thing. I th- um, he's just got some really, really good um, philosophy. Like, yeah, you know, I I don't really watch it so much for the motivation. Sometimes I'll just have it playing because I like I just like him to reinforce the the his philosophy in my head as I'm drawing or whatever. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So so that's always cool. But um, like you know, I I wouldn't really need to watch any more of his videos um necessarily if if i didn't want to because i already i know most of his philosophy he just repeats a lot of it and it's all just yeah. fucking gold it's all just the yeah. best and, so. and it's pretty it's it's fairly simple is there yeah. a new social media platform use it is yeah. there a new something you know is there something new that you can put content on use yeah. it yeah. like and his his philosophy around content is and social media is go and Actually, be part, be social on social media. Don't just, don't be passive. Be, yeah. you know, be assertive and and speak to people, comment on people's things, talk to, be part of the conversations that people are having about what you're doing. It doesn't matter if yeah. it's art or if it's, you know, sports memorabilia or whatever the fuck it may be. Go and just do it. Just go and talk to people. And and the whole, I love his whole thing about build one piece of content and then make it work for every platform like that's yeah. so simple that's, that's it's it's one. so easy yeah, <laughs> so, definitely it is it's and it's not time consuming at all it no it's like yeah the, the way you can break it down is like it, it's pretty simple it's but like for artists i guess we would um you know you'd have a picture a nice picture that you could share on instagram you could have a timeless video that you could put on youtube yeah. um you could have something that you write a longer form uh detailed description about on for facebook or, or something like that just there's just, yeah, there's small things you can do to kind of turn one piece of content into several pieces of content, which is which mm. is pretty cool. And it's, it's a smart thing to do because, you know, the more you put right. out there, the, the more you get back. That's the, that's the thing. And if you're only using one form of social media, I mean, I mean like you said, Facebook's not amazing, mm. but at the very least put it on there because there's at least five people, five friends of yours that – are still using only Facebook. Like I know some people yeah. who still only use Facebook. I don't know why. Stuff. <laughs> well, I, the, the way I, yeah, for, for me, Facebook is like family and friends. Um, yeah. Although I still, I still, I still have a bit of family friends on Instagram, but in terms of if I need to, I feel like when I'm on Instagram, most of the time I'm, I'm working, you know what I mean? I'm posting photos, I'm searching hashtags, I'm searching what's the latest shit out, what's the, what's cool, what's getting this, what's doing that, what's yeah. the trends. You know, shit like that. And then, you know, every now and then I'll see some cool shit and find some new people or whatever. Um, and I'm answering DMs and comments and all that kind of shit. When I go on Facebook, you know, I'll, I'll just see like family and friends posting their, their lives and, you know, and I'll be on Messenger talking shit and whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's almost like, yeah, Facebook's just like a, 
a social thing for me and Instagram's almost like a work sort of thing. But um yeah, I don't like Gary saying on one of his latest one, you don't want to be at the mercy of one platform, which is kind of scaring me a little bit now that the algorithm's getting a bit shitty on Instagram. Because like <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be you know, you don't want to be at the mercy of one platform. So I'll just mm. keep smashing it and just just keep going on it. But um yeah, I, I'm assuming one day I'll just have to start putting a bit of money aside for just some advertising on each one and yeah and just that that'll just be how it is we'll just accept it <laughs> and it's not it's not like it's not inexpensive uh, exactly. like it, it's it's not it's not terribly priced you know i think you can you can run an ad that'll hit 3000 people for 7 days for Ten dollars a week. Yeah, like it's yeah, it's really it's, not that cheap. It's not that expensive. No, no, it's it's, it's affordable. And you think like, oh, I spend fucking you know fifteen dollars on Netflix uh, a month. I spend fifty dollars on my phone bill a month. You know, there's just like a lot of things that you could just like you can make cheaper or, or cut out that you don't need, and you know you can yeah. afford these sorts of things if if you want if that's what you want to do. If you want to get your yeah. shit out there. Yeah, exactly. Um, get get rid of a subscription or just. I mean, put it in your financial bill. Just say, okay, this week, this week we need to pay. Just make it a monthly thing or whatever it may be. I mean, I suppose it's probably also. I can. I understand you're being concerned about the algorithm as well. I've. I mean, you just need to slowly move your following through all the platforms, and you may have, yeah. you know, fifty thousand on Instagram, but you'll have ten thousand subscribers on YouTube, and you can have you know, uh, a thousand people on Facebook and then you can, ha- you know, you build other things you can do is build mailing lists and mailing lists yeah. are really good because yeah. you're not competing with anyone with mailing lists and mm, you can, exactly. you know, once you build the following on one platform, you can start to spend it everywhere else and branch it out like a tree and you'll be safe. <laughs> like, yeah, man, that's, what, than... that's what I've seen happen. I've seen a lot of dudes, they, they get huge on um, Instagram or whatever and then they'll, they'll find it all over to YouTube and now they're like basically YouTube celebrities. So Yeah, exactly. Just, and yeah, vice versa. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. Tons of ways you can go. Yeah, and um, I mean, this is the, and again, back to Gary, I mean, it seems like we're doing an episode on Gary Vee here, but it's true. He's just a beast. (laughs) Yeah, he is. He's just, he's the mogul. He's the the god of all this. And the thing is, he says, um, fuck, what was it? I fucking lost it again. Um, 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 YouTube. Oh, so he, like, again, like he said, it's all, it's all free. So, you know, funneling all this stuff that you need to figure out yourself. That's what Patreon's for. You know, you have you you can't make money without patrons. That's why they made Patreon. Yeah, and that's yeah. what um, YouTube's for. That's and the algorithm's going to change. Yeah, but he always says they want you to stay on their platform. They build their platform around you staying on for hours and hours and hours. That's the goal of the social media. So they're, they're going to be around and they're going to constantly be changing this algorithm. So the more you complain about it and the less you get on with it and start to try and, you know, push it forward and push your, your brand forward, the, the less you're just going to waste time and you're just going to, you know, yeah. I suppose, really That's just... I think in terms of any sort of complaining i think just in life in general any sort of complaining just literally does like fuck all like you know what i mean like so there's everyone everyone's gonna complain at some point in their life but you know there's there's some people that will just complain at nearly every fucking thing in the world and it just that would, that would drive me crazy 
Yeah. You know? And like you get, and like in terms of followers or something like that, some kids will be like, you know, I fucking I can't get a following, and uh, shout me out on your page or whatever like that. And if they've got like you know forty forty five followers, and they've got like you know beginner super beginner level art and stuff like that. Mm. My man, you, you gotta you gotta put more time in. You gotta get better. You gotta get better, and you'll get yeah. more followers and stuff like that. Oh, just can you can you just shout me out? I just I can't I can't it do it. Like, that way. <laughs> I'm like, bro, fucking put some work in. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't yeah. work that way. Your work's got to be good for people to actually want to yeah. see. Like, and yes, young dudes don't understand. It's like nice. you gotta, you gotta have people. You gotta have some shit that people like that they want to buy or look at. You know what I mean? Mm. You can't yeah. be having big beginner level grey lead wobbly ass sketches and hope that to get to fucking ten thousand followers overnight. Like, it, it doesn't mm. work like that. You gotta have the talent. <laughs> Yeah, and if you if you're gonna work in grey lead, it needs to be the best fucking grey lead that anyone's ever seen. Um, <laughs> because even then, you might not be found because there's and you know there's so many people that are afraid of teaching, teaching and doing workshops and doing online tutorials. As an artist, is a huge part of the way that a lot of us make might like make money. Not mm-hmm. like the two of us don't do it right now, but I'm sure eventually I know myself at least I can speak for myself that eventually I will be getting into some sort of teaching um, and, 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 you know, handing on that's some of the fun of having these skills is being able to hand them on to someone else and teach someone else so that you can continue oh, yeah. on and you find these young guys that do want, um, want to learn illustration and, and want to learn how to do what we do. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it's 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 interesting that that you say that. I didn't realize there were so many people that just think they can just get a following and that's it. That's how it works. Yeah, no, it just uh, it doesn't work like that. You got to fucking work. And like, mm. um, yeah, the the whole thing with teaching, I, I like that as well. Like, I I never really thought about it like that. You know, I've always just had in my head, oh, I want to be fucking, I want to be one of the best artists in the world. You know, I want I want my shit out there. I want to be like known worldwide, all that shit. Um. But then, you know, do, starting Instagram and stuff like that and realizing how many young dudes are out there and that want to learn how to do what I want to do, mm. it's, like, it's really blown my mind. And then they'll that, that send me some, some kids, when I, when I can tell that they really do want to learn and they take on board what I say, like that makes me so fucking happy. Yeah. Instead, of, instead of young, young kids out there they just, that are just looking for a compliment. They're like, oh, what do you reckon my drawing? And, mm. you know, they're just looking for a, oh, yeah, it looks good. But as soon as I critique it, they go, they start to cry. And like, I'm just like, yeah. no, I'm telling you what to fix. I'm not saying that you shit. I'm telling you what to fix. Um, yeah. And then there's some dudes out there that are like, oh, fuck, I didn't think of that. I'll try this and this. And then they'll send me a new one. I'm like, try this and this. And then they come back and they're getting better. So I'm like, holy fuck. I'm like, this kid just like leveled up like <laughs> in, yeah. um, in the span of like four messages on Instagram. So like when I see stuff like that, that makes me so happy. So yeah, that's. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I go into some sort of yeah teaching or something. But that's uh, you could do that on Patreon, I guess. You, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, definitely. You could do you Skype know. Skype conversations, or you could do you know even just just showing your. I think there's a lot of people that are afraid of showing their process out of fear that people will steal their style, quote unquote. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I, I never really thought about that. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give a fuck if anyone took my style. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I wouldn't have picked you as one of those guys. But there is a there is a weird community out there where I've kind of noticed where they just show finished art and that's it. Oh, they okay. won't. They yeah. won't show. You know how they do. They it. don't. Yeah, there's there's like a you know, whereas for me, I'm like I'm sitting there for hours drawing, and 
I just I learned something and I want to teach someone it. I'm like, I just want to like show people how I do this from start to finish because I've figured this all out from the ground up and things that I've learned from other people and I've mm. culminated this version and this style and you know I didn't even realize until recently people started telling me I have multiple styles. Like this. <laughs> well, I've kind of seen that, especially in your latest the the. the... Um, the last few that you brought out, like I can see things changing and getting better and crispier and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, thank, thank you. That's that's something I've been fighting. But yeah, I, I've just a few people have come to me with work and I've gone, well, what style would you like it in? Because I don't really know what you want. And then they send me photos and they're like, oh, I like this style. And then they characterize it like they characterize some of my cartoonier stuff, like the Mickey Mouse Doctor Strange I did last year. And they're like, oh, we, I want the cutesier stuff, or I want the yeah, you know gotcha. the portraity stuff, or I want the you know, the the comic book. And I was like, fuck, I was just doing work. Like, I was just doing yeah. what I wanted to do that day. I didn't even think of it as a new style. And then all of a sudden, you've got, you know, multiple styles. And then I was putting my website together. I was like, holy shit, I do. I have to break these up into different styles of things because yeah. my fan art is different to my screen printed art, which is different to my illustrate, my, you know, original character illustration. And I was like, oh, fuck, okay, fair enough. But I, I this think, is kind of cool. If artists who can do that, um, which I think we can both do, is like, you know, change styles a bit like that, I think it's. Mm. I think it's super valuable. Um, yeah, because as cool as it is, like you see, you see a lot of the masters out there that are, that are in the game, whether they're working for Marvel or doing comics or what that, whatever. Um, mm. They're all amazing, but a, a lot of them, I feel like, if I follow, if I was to follow them in this day and age, like young kids, that's all they really they'll they'll think about is is following these artists. Mm. Um, they'll be like, I I, feel, I just feel like everyone wants to see new shit, and they're they're doing. They'll do the exact same style and say they specialize in women and it's just the same sort of women, just mm. a different girl every like every single few days, every few days or whatever. And yeah. it's awesome. It's awesome and it's amazing. Um, but I, I think I just have that weird attention span where I need to see something fresh and different each time, if, yeah. if that makes sense. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm trying to... I don't really want to know what I'm trying to say, but like I just, I feel like with my, if you go to my Instagram feed, it's quite sporadic. Like, I, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get better, but you know, one day I've got fucking Samurai Goku. Um, the next day I've got um, Thanos of Avengers. Um, yeah. That, so. that, that's the thing, man. I mean, and this is, I suppose it's kind of like, um, what's a good company to use? It's kind of like McDonald's versus Nike. So yeah. McDonald's, you know what you're getting every single time you go to McDonald's. You go, I want to go to Macca's and get a Big Mac. So that's your, and they're the masters at that. That's your Jim Lee's, your Greg Capullo's, your, yeah. um, I don't know, pick any comic book artist out of a hat, J. Scott Campbell, anyone, Todd McFarlane. They have the exact same style every yep. single time and you you see a jim lee image and it could be like the other day i saw jim lee he did the cover for one of the scooby-doo apocalypse and i was like that's fucking jim lee i've never yeah. seen yeah. scooby-doo but i know that's jim lee because i can see it yeah. in the eyes i can see all these bits and pieces yeah. um but then you have your nikes who every single year it's not about consistency in the same thing they're always bringing out new shoes new products yeah maybe it's you might get Air Maxes and you might get Air Force Ones and you might get, you know, whatever it may be. However, yeah. it changes constantly it changes, yeah. and they're constantly yeah. adding new things and they're constantly adding 
you and it's 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 a it's the brand you're paying for. Like that's why exactly. Nike charge you two hundred dollars for a pair of shoes because you know what you're getting with Nike, but you know that it's also going to be innovative. Exactly. Yeah, mm. no, yeah, that's it, man. That's it. And, and versatile. It's 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 interesting. People don't really think about mm. this kind of thing when you're. You know, it's like, oh, we're just drawing pictures, aren't we? Like, I thought we yeah. were. <laughs> I know. That, that's, that's one thing you've always got to keep in your mind, especially if you're, if you're trying to turn your art into a business or whatever, is, is branding. Branding's massive. Not, so yeah. not, you know, not just selling, not being like, bummer shit, bummer shit, bummer shit, is marketing. Mm. What I, I, I never liked the whole salesman type of thing. I know you've got to sell shit to make money, but I hate, I hate sounding or, or looking like a salesman. So, like, yeah. my thing is... Um, it's fucking back to Gary V's. Just give, just give, give, give. So I'm yeah. just trying to give people awesome art that they can be like, that's cool. Or try to teach them shit and they'll be like, I learned something today. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm trying to just give, give, give. And, you know, one day I'll, like, I think Patreon will be a, a version of monetizing my audience. But I think, yeah, the faster you try to monetize, the, the shitter it will be. So I, I'm just trying to build. Just fucking build, 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 build. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> get, get the brand massive. And then, because people, People buy shit off brands. Like, the this market's so saturated these days. There's a fucking gazillion artist you could follow on Instagram. And yeah. they, they, like, 100,000 of them could be amazing. So, the difference between someone buying your stuff and buying someone else's stuff is to see how much value, you, I reckon, this, this is what I reckon, how much value you've given them in the time that they followed you. So, if mm. people have followed me for five years, I've asked for nothing off them, and I've just given them value for five years, they're probably going to be likely to buy my book when it comes out buy my subscribe to my patreon you know yeah when i when i do it and if i've got to be enough following you times that by fucking hundred thousand fifty thousand whatever it is then Mm. and that's that's how i reckon you you should should approach it yeah that's an interesting that's actually a really interesting point (laughs) um split equity (laughs) yeah yeah it's and there's, you know, I mean, you've got to have a lot of different streams of of um, income because, yeah. you know, you can't guarantee that you're going to get a hundred, you know, a thousand, even two hundred dollars on Patreon every single, exactly, yeah. every single month, and you can't guarantee you've got to, you know, sometimes you've got to take commissions on, you've got to take clients that, you know, obviously have an ethical basis for your like. If you don't feel like doing nudity, don't do nudity. You don't have to. If you don't exactly, feel like, yeah, you know, if you don't feel like you want to do certain things, if you don't want to draw Hello Kitty. Don't fuck. You don't have to draw Hello Kitty. It's not. No, exactly. It's not something you have to do. And I think a lot of people think they have to do things for people just to get money. And then, if you're not passionate about the work you're doing whether it's for you or whether it's for a client or whether it's for a commission or whatever, it's not, it's never going to be good. Like I, I think back to all my first sort of commissions and they're all, you know, Oh, draw, draw me and my, my girlfriend and on a fucking, <laughs> on a, on a unicorn behind, <laughs> behind our, our fucking Range Rover. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, shit, shit, shit like that, but they offer me good money. So, you know, I do it, but yeah. Um, it would never be as good as anything that I would ever want to draw for myself um, sort yeah. of thing. Or, or like a subject that I would like. You know, if someone said, draw me fucking Captain America punching someone in the face, I'd be like, I'm going to draw the sickest Captain America punching oh, someone yeah. in the face you'll ever see. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, when, yeah, like, you know, if I'm drawing Hello Kitty or some bullshit like that, I just, yeah. there's no love in it. And you can you nah. can really see it when, when you see the finished piece. There's just no fucking love. So 
Yeah, I always kind of try to, especially if I'm drawing self-portrait stuff, I try to get um, get under the skin of the person that I'm drawing, like oh, really okay. kind of discuss. I'm a little bit spiritual like that. I like to discuss with the person who they are and I like to ask questions, you know. I did okay. one just before Christmas, sorry, uh, in January. So um, her husband was a Star Wars fan and, you know, we did those announcements for the baby about a year ago or whatever and it was like Star Wars themed and yeah. she really liked them. So I took the concept and she said she really liked the, which was easy for the construction. I took the concept of our one and just reconstructed it around theirs. Um, but I kind of said to her, you know, what do you what do you want out of this? Is he a big Star Wars fan? Will he understand most references? She said, "Yeah, it's his fa- all time favorite." Rara, I was like, "Okay, sweet. He's a man after my own heart." So, hmm. I drew it. I drew them, but I drew it what I would like to see, and ended up basically trying to make it so that there was a bit of an attachment between the three. So the they had their little, they wanted it as their, like an announcement for their little baby. So I had, yep. I had the little baby kind of floating under, okay. um, in between the two, yep. but the, the dad was levitating him. So using the force <laughs> to hold him up. And yeah, then the mum cool. was holding the baby's finger. So there was yeah. like this connection through it. And she, even she asked me, she was really good. I think that was one of the better customer like clients I got though. Cause she asked yeah. me like, is it, um, is you don't, don't you think that there should be more connection with the mum and the dad? And I'm like, and I spoke to her about it and she really liked like the narrative behind, yeah. behind the thing. And I think, I don't know if you, do you listen to much of Seth Godin? Have you done much um, research into Seth Godin? I haven't done a lot of research, but I have. I've heard him. I think on a, on a couple of podcasts. Um, okay. In probably in the last you know six months or a year or whatever, little mm-hmm. bits and pieces. But yeah, not not super familiar. Uh, why is that? He's um he's really interesting in that I would say he is the other side of the coin to Gary V. Okay. So he's he's another good resource for marketing and um, understanding the modern world and and being an entrepreneur. So he's not as hard he's not as hard hitting as Gary Vee. He's not you know he doesn't curse and he doesn't really hit you with the like just fucking do it kind of thing. He hits <laughs> yeah. you more with the rational intellectual idea of things. So he's okay. he's actually he's actually the creator of Skillshare and Udemy. So he oh. was one of the co-creators of that and. He's a big, he's a book publisher and so on and so forth. I could give you his Wikipedia, but just Google him if you want to figure out who he is. Um, mm-hmm. And he he says this thing where what's really interesting uh, around marketing is we are, yes, we are selling a product, but we're also selling, but more than anything, we're selling a story. So yeah. as a brand, we're selling a story. And he uses Nike. Oh, that's why I use Nike before. He uses Nike often because okay. they're a very good to point this out. Nike sells just do it. That's yep. their that's their story. Their story. They'll sell a you know they'll sell a shoe by telling LeBron James's story. Like yeah. if you go and watch a Nike ad, it's like LeBron James telling you how he was as a kid and how much he likes shoes and why he liked basketball. and right. So they're selling a story to you. You know, maybe yep. Michael Phelps does it. It's like how I got into swimming. And right. Whereas Adidas is like, here's our shoe. Adidas Originals. It does A, B, C, and D. 
yeah there's the two different like and it's interesting that you said you don't like the like the marketing like salesman side of it because i think that's that's where personal branding comes in and you're, you're selling you yeah. you're selling a story you're selling you know yeah. and i like to make every piece that's why i really got wanted to get into screen printing because there's a story behind that yeah. there's a there's a conversation you can have with people who like the art and then you go well guess what Yada yada. If you if you're interested, yada 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 yada. Like this is what I did with that bit, and that's what I did with this bit, and that's one of it. And it's screen printed, and you can see this, and you and you know, there's a there's an extra story there to help push forward, um, you know, the product and the the idea, yeah. and you know, that's why a lot of people tell their stories. I think, and I mean, have you ever really thought about any of, any of that kind of thing? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Um, I know, yeah, in terms of um story telling the story and um things like that it's it helps so much like I, ju- I just go back to all the times that i'll be at a convention um be standing at my table and someone come up and they'd just be looking at the stuff and they're like oh it's cool yeah it's really cool um and then maybe someone else will ask me oh did you draw this and i'll be like uh i'll be like yeah yeah i draw all of these and then like you'll see a couple of people if there's a couple of people at your table and then, like, some of them might look up and they're just really surprised and they'd be like what They'd be like, what did you, you drew this? And you're like, yeah, yeah, I drew, I drew all this stuff. And then because I, I do some realistic stuff and some of the stuff I do when it when it's like, you know, in an A3 process when it's small, um, it, it can look close to a photo. So they're like, oh, I thought yeah. it was just like photo of Google or something. I'm like, nah. I'm like, oh, I've drawn it. And then as soon as they know that and then they ask me some questions about how long I've been drawing and art and stuff like that, um, it really, it really like, it, it changes them. You know what I mean? Like as soon as they... Yeah they see someone that's put in all this work and be, got the skills to be able to do something like that and, you know, to see how long it would have taken to draw something, it kind of, like, changes their whole perspective and they're like, oh, shit, no, maybe I should, like, buy this piece of art of this person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, that's, the, that's the funniest one I always get is, did you draw this? Mm, yeah, what did you think the idea around this was? Like, what, we just buy it, we print some shit off and sell it? A lot of people, like, are there, maybe there are people there that are... No, surely not. Surely there wouldn't be people there just selling shit. That they've got to be getting it from somewhere. Like that's what I don't understand. Is I do, this? I do know some that sell for other artists. Like I know um, mm. for like maybe over overseas artists or or something like that. But yeah. I'd say majority of people there selling their own shit. So, but I guess it's just general public. They just they're just not aware of that those kinds of things. So you just gotta just gotta help. Well, them, yeah. Uh, learn. Yeah, that's the thing. Is it's not like. I suppose it's probably not common knowledge, and you're not at you're at a comic book show. You're not at an art show. So I suppose yeah. if you're at like an art market, people are like, "Oh yeah, you must have been the yeah. one that's selling it." But even then, I'm sure there they get like, "Oh, did you draw this?" And you know, yeah, yeah that's the I, whole I, idea. I guess um, maybe because they they usually walk through all the exhibitors first, and they they see people selling products. Um, yeah. Mass marketed, so they like they get to the artist selling, and they might they might think a similar thing, um, unless right. they ha- have experience. So that could be a thing, but. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I never really thought about that. They do kind of just walk through the, the collectibles market and the toys yeah. and I'm reselling so they, shit and yeah. You know. So I think we're all just selling artwork we found off off Google. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh god! Can you one, imagine one, one um one thing I thought would be a really good idea is which I, I don't know if anyone's done it yet that I've seen at our conventions is um so you got all your artwork there and just 
to one, one to get their attention, two to help sell the story without even having to open your mouth, is mm. just have a screen like so a tablet or whatever it is or a computer monitor, whatever you can kind of get, mm. um, and have that sitting on on your table with time lapses of your drawing, um, oh, and yeah. then and then have like a bit a sign or something, say my art process or you know whatever you want to put there. Yeah, um, just just it'll it'll catch people's eyes because probably no one else will have it, and then they'll look over and they'll be like. What the fuck? That's a that's someone drawing something, and then they they'll look at you and they're like, oh, this guy draws everything, and you haven't even had to say, say anything. So that's one strategy that yeah. I'm going to try to try this year, which could be could be beneficial. Um, yeah, that'd be dope. You could even do. I've always wanted to do um, where you get a TV. So I think I saw someone in the states do it. So like it would work for your following for sure. So you you put out, you know, I'm going to be at Supernova this weekend at. Uh, I don't know, midday, I'm going to be doing a live drawing for an hour or I'm going to be doing um, a yeah, workshop for an sick. hour. Yep. And you just you set up a TV, you have an iPad or whatever you've got, hook it up to the TV with your HDMI cable and you just sit there and you you know, you know run people through the process in front of your table and you'll end up building, I think that'd be so much, I want to do that eventually, where you just that'd eventually like, you just run, or even if you just pull up a Photoshop file, and you go, hey, guys, so here's the Photoshop file of the finalized picture. As you can see, I've got this poster here, rah, rah, rah. Here's my layers. And then you just you shut each layer down and you just build it from there. And you just go, okay, this is this is the sketch. And then this is the inks. And then this is the rah, rah, rah. And this is the, and this is the you know, this is how I construct it. And you can do that and you can show them and you can run them through. You know, I think that would be so so interesting to do because you you don't have to pay for a workshop space and you yep. give people so that's such good good free content for people to come and consume and then you know once they see that you've broken it down it's kind of like oh well now that i know how it's made i actually want to buy it i want to understand it yeah yeah no that's a that's a really good idea um because mm. they do do the they got the panels and stuff like that at conventions but i I've, I personally have, haven't done one, but I assume that you could do a similar thing. So you show them how you do it, and then they might, you know, follow you back over to your table or whatever after the after the talk. But yeah, doing yeah. doing it at, at your table and building getting a little crowd around you could be fucking really cool. Yeah, it would be interesting. I, it, 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 I reckon it'd take a little bit more time than you know five minutes to figure out. But it would. Yeah. It's it's something that I think I yeah I think it would be really I think yeah there's just so many ideas out there that people just don't. Everyone just kind of follows the crowd. It's just, you know, mm. fill the wall with posters and that's it. And it's like, well, okay. So then you disappear into the background. How are you yeah. standing out? How are you um, – what are you giving to these people that's free that will, will will want them to buy your product? You know, that's – Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with sending posters. Like, I mean, you sent me some posters just for the sake of it or – you know, I've sent people posters just for people say I like the print. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with sending if, if you want to do that. And I mean, I'm not saying that we just send free posters. I want to put a disclaimer there. We don't just send free <laughs> posters to people because I don't want people hitting up Jackson or myself and saying, can I get one of those free posters? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying <laughs> is when you get shit printed, um, just give like you were saying, just just give to people. Don't, don't. Yeah. Don't put so much value on your work. Like there's more value in saying to a friend, if a friend says, I really like your piece, just give it to them. Or yeah. if, you know, you really like someone's podcast, send or someone says, I really like that piece and, you know, I'd love a print for it and you weren't going to print it. Just make one print for them. Send it to them. Like mm -hmm. just do do that kind of – there's nothing wrong with that because that's how you build connections. That's how you build, um, you know, 
friendships and followings and it giving the if you give more you will eventually get it all back it's going to come back you yeah, can't yeah. just expect yeah, people to buy shit off you yeah yeah no, that's yeah i like that philosophy he's always um like give just give things without expecting things back mm. um like if, like i guess yeah eventually you know the if you're getting better and that's that's what you do that's like how you live your life um it's only a matter of time before the, I guess the universe, whatever you want to call it, will yeah. it'll come back. It'll come back, and you you'll get the rewards that you that you deserve. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah definitely. Just and be, being a good person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And look, karma's a thing. Like it's 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 real. And if mm. I mean, you can you can attest uh, to me at least. It's real feel, because in my like experience. Yeah, I 100% feel it definitely is. And it may not be as spiritual as they make it out to be, but it's 100% a thing because. Yep. You know, even something down to as simple as stubbing your toe at the risk of getting too too spiritual, but stubbing your toe <laughs> is probably because you stole stole a lolly when you were a kid. Like, yeah. and and the more the more positive you give out, the more that's going to come back to you. And the you know the there's the we could get into the law of attraction and all that kind of thing. The more you hand out positively the more, more that's going to come back to you because people don't like negative people. They don't like people that the, push uh, shit in they, their face and, yeah. you know, there's, there's, yeah, so. Uh, yeah. No, that reminds me of something that I heard about the, um, I forgot who it was, I think it might have been on one of the Joe Rogan podcasts and they were talking about um, people that they call, they call them energy vampires. And oh. it's like, <laughs> they're like, there's those three three kinds of people that, um, that, that you'll come across. So like, you know, Say you're out in the shops or whatever, and you there's there's that one person from high school or a family member or whatever, and you see them, and there's like it, soon, it, in your head as soon as you see them, you're like, if I if they come up and talk to me, I know that it's either going to be super ne- negative and they're going to just complain about something and it's just going to drain me, it's mm. just going to be a normal conversation, just small talk, blah 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 blah, blah and then we're gone, or they're going to be uplifting and positive, and I'm going to feel a little bit better after the conversation. It's generally yeah. one of those three things, and I was just like, man, that's so true. And yeah. it's just like you just, especially when you when you're trying to run a business, and so especially for artists and stuff like that, we're using a lot of our brain power for make, creating art and marketing and all that kind of shit. Mm. You don't want to waste your time in the day, um, fucking talking to energy vampires. <laughs> so like, and and, <laughs> yeah. so, and, so, and some of these can be the closest people to you. Like, um, yeah. like it might be your mum, it could be your brother, it could be your sister, it could be your best friend, but. Whatever, and they and they give you benefits in other ways. Like my, your mum might be like, "Oh, um, you spend too much time doing this," but you know she just cares for you and loves you more than anyone else in the world. Yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that she's going to make your business better. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. 100%. It can be, it can be close people. So you just got to be. It just comes back to self awareness, I guess. You just got to be self aware, and you know try to avoid the vampires as much as you can through yeah, throughout, yeah. throughout your days and just cuz your energy is a finite resource so you want to you want to have max energy and put it all into the shit that is going to make you a better person and is going to be beneficial to life i guess so yeah yeah and and the more the more you push yourself the more you'll find like i got the best advice i've ever gotten this year and um i basically so one of my family members is a um, ex military and okay. i was talking to him about um discipline and i said how do you stay disciplined and he said to me it's fairly simple um start small so yeah slowly build your routine he's like and they all say this everyone i've ever talked about discipline make your bed in the morning 
Dude, I do that. <laughs> I do that every day. <laughs> Make your bed every single morning because, and you'll hear it a thousand. If you go researching on YouTube, you listen to Gary Vee, all that kind of thing, everyone says it. Jordan Peterson always says it as well. He says, make your bed in the morning because no matter what happens during your day, you begin your day with success and you end your day being reminded about success. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's something as simple as that. Build a routine in the morning. And he said to me, it's crazy because it's just been changing everything. He said, do impossible things because okay. then they become possible. Yep. Do shit that everyone says and you think is impossible. Like he, he, he's such a military. He's like climb mountains, you know, do yeah. this kind of shit, run, run a mile, run a marathon, that kind of stuff. But what he basically meant is do shit that you didn't think you could do yeah. and prove to yourself and continue to level up, spend your entire life leveling up because that's how you'll stay disciplined because eventually, you know, there was a time where I'm sure the same goes for you. There was a time where getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning was fucking impossible for me. Like it was, it's not going to happen. Still, that's still, that still sounds impossible for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the, like probably the one thing in my life that still beats me is, is mm-hmm. sleep. Like, fuck, when the sleep goblin gets me, man, I'm fucking, I'm just gone, I'm gone. But, like, I feel like as soon as I'm up, I can fucking, I can smash the world, you know what I mean? But But that's the thing. Sleep, I'll I'll, I'll beat it one day, but, yeah, I'll have to. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've always had a a terrible relationship with sleep. But, you know, having a baby and getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning without you wanting to can change your sleep habits pretty quickly. I think that might be what changes me. One day I'll have a kid. (laughs) Like, oh, yeah. Get up at six. <laughs> yeah. Well, I found myself like trying to prepare for it, and subsequently, we didn't get such a bad baby. She sleeps quite well, um, to the point where I actually get up like an hour before she does most mornings. So I get a bit of time to I get up before both the girls do, and it's but it's like. I, I found myself even before she was born being like, nah, I've got to fucking be prepared. I've yeah, yeah. got to build an early morning routine like so that I'm... Try to sleep early when you're at, like on your school holidays when you, <laughs> yeah. your parents are like, oh, you start school in three days, fucking start going to bed early. You're like, fuck off, mum. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to watch more Marvel movies yeah, than I shit. ever have before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to catch up on all of Avatar The Last Airbender in the next three fucking days and yeah. stay up all night. Yeah, that kind of shit. <laughs> oh, that's oh, God. Yeah, I remember those days. But that's the thing. Like, There was a time where I was like, I do not run. I don't yeah. run. I just I, running is is so hard for me. And now it's part of my weekly routine. And if I don't do it, I feel crazy. Yeah, like, I feel like uh, I'm, once I'm, you once you get that fucking workout high, like yeah. you get into that state, whether it's running, exercise, lifting weights, whatever it is, like you, it's hard to go back to not doing stuff like that. It's just yeah. so fucking good for the human body and your brain and everything. Like it's amazing. Yeah. You just got to force yourself. Like I find forcing myself through thirty minutes of something. Sorry, thirty mm. days of something. Yep. is 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 the easiest thing to do like i periodically have to quit quit sugar for a month just okay. to reset my palate because and then i find by the end of that month getting through a can of coke is impossible dude like, it's fucked isn't it i've done that a few times and you just like you're like whoa you're like how did i drink this before <laughs> yeah. eating kfc for, not eating kfc or takeaway food for a month and then you go back to it and you're like oh my God, this is full of shit. Like, I can't believe how bad this makes me feel. And Just yeah, simple things like that. And you've got to stay, if you want to be successful, you've got to stay disciplined and you've got to, you okay, know, 
got to kind of force yourself out of your comfort zone, and, and being comfortable is is boring. Like, why would well, you want to be a, comfortable? Yeah, well, I think being comfortable is is just you just you. If we talk about in life, it's like it's how to speed up dying quicker. I reckon it being comfortable. You know, you you don't give a fuck about what you eat. You don't give a fuck about what you put like you're doing with your body, with exercise or everything like that. You don't give a fuck about doing anything important so you're just going to sit down and watch netflix for the rest of your days and sit down at your job for the rest of your days and do what your boss yeah. says and you're just yeah. you're just going to die you're going to die quick and you're not going to have a, a great life yeah so that's you're why, just speeding up the aging process <laughs> yeah so like i always i think that's a, a huge thing whether you're an artist or you're fucking anything whatever you want to do if you want to be good at something and you want to have an awesome happy life is fucking mm. work out somehow some way fucking learn a bit about nutrition and eat food that fucking gives you energy and doesn't make you fall asleep and you know um and yeah try to try to find the thing that you love and try to fucking try to fucking turn it into your living it's like three things for me and i think it's funny that you said all that stuff about the self-discipline is like try to do the impossible shit because like i feel like i've been doing that subconsciously through my life without really knowing because like starting when i was young i used to skateboard and do and try the craziest shit and then I gave up skateboarding and started basketball and working out and I and even working out like my brother always mm. used to be was was like massive like into gym and I'd never had any sort of muscle on my body and I was like oh I can't do that and then I started and I was like oh, oh I'm I like can. Oh, I, I can I can be strong <laughs> I can yeah. be strong now um and stuff like that and I'm like oh fuck I feel really good and then your body starts to look good and then you you feel yeah. good good and then you look good and then it just it's like this circle of never ending goodness you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah, and it's they don't we don't sell exercise like there's two things I need to say. People, there's this weird idea that exercise will use part of your energy source, so you shouldn't exercise in the day. That's a crock of shit. Oh man, like, it, it adds to your energy resources in the yeah. day. It Although, wakes I, you in, up. In saying that, I guess it, it depends what sort of exercise you're doing you know if you're oh, yeah true <laughs> if you're a, a crossfit guy and you're doing, doing <laughs> yeah, a true, yeah. crossfit workout that will fuck you up <laughs> yeah that, <laughs> that's going to be done at the end of the day yeah yeah that's when you want to go to bed after that and cry but like <laughs> in, in terms of what you're saying you do something high intensity like you go running for half an hour or you yeah. do some uh, training or whatever it is um yeah that'll fucking slingshot you into your day if you want to do yeah. it in the morning um 100 yeah, my, girlfriend, my girlfriend's a full killer and that because she, she's a personal trainer anyway so she's always oh, yeah. around that sort of size world but she'll she'll make sure she's uh like i think maybe yeah six days a week she'll make sure she's in the gym um wow at 8 30 or 9 a.m every every single morning like even when she feels sick stuff, I'm like, you're, you're a psycho, but uh, like I'll, I'll do it sometimes, but I, I generally like to work out at night. I just, mm. that's just, I, I just like to do it. I just, no one's at the gym. I can go do what I want, practice new stuff and things like that. But um, yeah, yeah, self, self-discipline in terms of being successful and happy. Then yeah. That's another thing is like success is one thing, but what's, what's success without being happy, you know? Because going back to the old Gary Vee, he's like, I've got friends that are, have millions and millions of dollars in the bank and they're some of the most unhappy people I know. And yeah. then he's like, and I'll have a, a friend who's a father, three kids, uh, plays basketball with his kids, he coaches their softball team on the weekend, makes $50,000 a year, one of the happiest guys I know. Yeah. So I think that's one thing people have to think about as well because even when I was growing up through high school and stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to be a fucking millionaire. And, and I guess a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of young kids will think, a lot of young kids um, with... Um, aspirations and stuff like that they want they they 
go they tend to think straight towards the money mm. um and that that was me for a long time and then it it, it took me a little bit to be like no i don't i don't really need a shitload of money man. like i can i can do fun shit that's like pretty cheap. i do ninja warrior training stuff and that to me is like some of the funnest times i ever have and yeah. that's like that's dollars like it's not that's um that's not a lot of money and then um, i play basketball and with my mates and that's like one of the funnest things ever as well and then i get to draw pictures and yeah. get to network with artists like yourself and other artists around around australia and the world and everything like that um and all these things i'm like fuck all this shit just makes me happy like money really money really money makes it makes kind of the world go around and you've got to live you know what i mean yeah, no, a hundred percent. That's, yeah. I mean, that's why I contacted you guys about that collective thing. Because as soon as I have, I had a friend of mine. He's like, bro, when you have an idea, you just do it. I'm like, what do you do? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I just do it. Yeah. I was like, when when you have an idea, what do you do? He goes, oh, I overthink it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what the do? Do I just not have? I mean, I know I've got ADHD, but do I just not have this thing in place that everybody else has where they overthink it? Like, when I've got an idea, I go and talk to people. I go and say, what do you reckon about this? Like, what do you think? If people say no, that's the worst thing they can do. Like, if you guys all are like, oh, yeah, no, we don't want to be in this collective, whatever, I'll be like, all right, fine, I'll move on. I can find something else we can do together. Well, you know, it's it's something that we we just need to, yeah, you just got to fucking do things. Like, do, it's kind of... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there was something, again, back to Gary V. He said, of something I was listening to this morning, he said, I'd rather be smiling in a Toyota than crying in a BMW or, yeah. or, or a Lamborghini or whatever the fuck. He was like, this, it's ridiculous that people say they'd rather. And he was literally flipping a statement that I've heard before where people say, I'd rather be crying in a Lamborghini than, than smiling in a Toyota. Like, yeah. what? Where? <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's a crazy. Like money's money is something we need. We don't. No one. Nobody on this earth needs fuck you money. Just, <laughs> no one needs that. Yeah. And it, it fuck, ruins. Fuck, yeah. It just, well, it depends on what level of fuck you money because like you can get to. I, th- I think the beginning, the f- the first stages of the fuck you money can be okay because that's when you can. Oh yeah. But it, it depends what you. I guess it depends where you determine. Where the fuck you money starts, I guess. Well, well, that's true. I would, de- I myself would determine. You know, I think the way that the Paul brothers live is pretty good. I'd be happy with that kind of money. Okay. <laughs> like, <yep. laughs> have that Logan Paul money, but like Michael that's like Jackson, that's like that's like crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, that's wild, that's wild. But like, I mean, I think about it sometimes. They could just buy whatever the fuck they want. Like it's like oh, I just want to go out for dinner every single night, and if that's what you want to do, you could just do it. Like the the freedom from that, I think I think it's more the freedom that intrigues me, than than the actual money. But then like Michael Jackson money, I don't want that kind of fuck you money. Like <laughs> that that drove him crazy. He he died looking completely different to the way he was born because he just lost his brain and lost every semblance of. I mean, I suppose that's probably his celebrity as well, but lost any semblance of who he was. Did you hear that? Uh, it was possible that his dad. Uh, I think it was dad or doctor or whatever, chemically um, castrated, castrated yeah. when he when he was a kid. Yeah, yeah, I heard that on on Rogan when he was talking about the um, Leaving oh, Neverland oh. documentary. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. I guess yeah. that's that's one of the things with the celebrities that like you grow up young and you get super mega rich and famous. Like 
they, there should be some coaches out there or fucking a course or something that they could do to yes. prepare themselves to what it's going to be like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, and there's yeah. been enough people now to, you know, Macaulay Culkin could make a lot of money off that kind of thing. Yeah. Or the yeah. Rice or someone like that. They could make a lot of money off being, and I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, we're not the first people that have thought about it. Though. I'm sure that we're, you know, there, there probably is people out there, but, you know, it's a matter of getting to them and yeah, it's just fucking wild. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty hectic. Um, yeah, that... But yeah, like it, going back to like um, having the the fuck you money and the time the time freedom sort of thing is like, um, yeah, I think I think for me the the time freedom is probably the the best thing over like money and being able to just do crazy shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I can if I can make a living off my art, um, I'm already enjoying that. But then, say halfway through the day, my friend calls. He's like, "Oh, do you want to come play basketball?" I'm like. I can just drop my art and just be like, let's go. You know yeah, what I mean? Let's go. I don't that, have to worry that, about the money. That time, that's, yeah. yeah, or like my girlfriend's like, oh, I've got this day off work. Um, do you want to just come do this? And I'm like, I am my own boss. You know, I can I yeah. just be like, all right, let's go do that. That sounds fun. You know what I mean? That's so the like most that, freaky part about it, yeah. That sort, of, that sort of freedom to me is like, is bliss. Like, you know, it's just, that sort of shit makes me happy. Oh, that's that's what I'm working for, man. <laughs> On my yeah, way and, and you And you and you'll get it. If you you've got the right mindset and you, you, I can see your skills improving. So like you're going to get there. Um, it's, it's obviously harder for you cause you know, you got the, you got the little one, but, um, yeah, yeah. But that, that's, what's going to make it so much more worth it for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, hundred percent. And that's the thing. Like when you're saying, you know, your, your mates like, let's go play bath. That's the same thing for me. My, my fiance, she's just like, Hey, can you look after the baby? Like in the next five minutes? Yeah, sure. Just drop it and go. Like, yep. I have a couple of days off in the week that I do that where I'm just working in here and then all of a sudden she's like, you know, I want to go and do the, the grocery shopping or whatever. Can you look? Yeah, sure. That would be wonderful. I would love to sit and play games with my six-month-old baby. Uh, I mean, yeah. rather than sit in an office and do some shit that I don't really care for that I'm just making minimum wage for. Like, I'd, exactly. I would 100% love to sit and chill out with her and, you yeah. know, do whatever we're going to do. Like, it's it's one of those things that there's there is there's just so much freedom in it and there's so you know it is you like you said it's bl- that that is worth more than any money you could ever make in your yeah. life and that's what people should be striving for not for you know um because that, that's uh, one thing I, I was thinking about is like you know i I'm, i've started this course and things like that and i get like um whether it's my parents or my uncles and aunties or friends or whatever and they ask they're like oh you know you draw a lot of like marvel stuff like are you gonna go work at, at Marvel one day or something like that. And I, I used to be like, yeah, well, you know, one day, one day I might work at Marvel. Like, uh, I'd love to. And I, and I would. Uh, if I ever get a job for Marvel, I'd, I'd 100% oh, take yeah, it. Oh, um, yeah, 100%. But then I was thinking, I'm just like, oh, am I just, am I, it's, it's like, uh, am I just trying to do that just to like prove that, to prove something? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If, if I do that, I'm, I'm stuck in a studio for fucking 10, 12 hours a day. And, and, and sure, it would be fucking awesome and it would be an amazing experience. But I'm like, I'm like, what? What's what's the end game? Just and, mm. pun not intended, but uh, <laughs> and then I'm just like, I'm like, I I I've seen interviews with concept artists and artists and just of all of all kinds, and a lot of them just they're loving Patreon and they're they're loving YouTube and stuff like that, and they're all moving to these platforms because they get to do their own thing, tell their own stories, and make their own shit. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck, I'm almost already kind of doing that. Like, I work from home, I'm drawing a lot of what I want. Um, eventually I might be able to do, create my own IP and make an, uh, my own stories and things like that. Yeah. And I'm like, do I, do I go the, you know, do I go into the studio and, and work for 
a movie or a game or whatever like that for a couple of years. And um, in that they they all say it's super stressful and you, the the work you yeah. pump out is like ridiculous and a lot of it doesn't even get seen or credited to you because oh. it's a lot of a lot of team stuff and things like that. And I'm like fuck. I'm like yeah. I don't, it just got me thinking. You know what I mean? And then even my mentor for the course I got at the moment, he's like, man, you've already got a following, and he's like, just fucking work from home and and make what you want to make. He's like, you you're you're only going to get better and better every every day. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's yeah. so true. And and this dude works for fucking Blizzard. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, and and he's just had a young one, um, like yourself. Like he's had a little a little girl, and I think she's about maybe yeah, twelve months or something like that. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I I wish I could just um work from home. Like I I do sometimes, but I got to go down to the studio a lot of the days. So and I was like, hmm, it's like these for all these fucking all these dudes who are pros and been doing it for years, they just want to do their own thing. I'm like, have I already mm. almost? Am I already almost there? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, that's so the like, thing I was it's listening. Kind of crazy. I, I, I get that. That's funny that you think because I was I've been thinking that too. Like I've always been that guy. Oh, I'd love to draw Batman. I'd love to draw this. Uh, love to work for Marvel. And then I was listening to Todd McFarlane, and I was thinking like, you know, the, they all say it. Every, every interview I've ever heard with any of the famous comic book artists is, it's a day job. Like it is. Yeah. It's just. A, I mean, yeah, maybe you work from home, but it's a fucking day job. Like you're you are you. In fact, it's worse than a day job because some days you're working twelve, sixteen hours. Just yeah. in front of a thing. Like I was watching a documentary on Jack Kirby. That motherfucker would get up and sit down at his table at like midday and wouldn't be finished till four in the morning the next day. Fuck. He'd just sit there and draw and draw. And people are like, oh, he used to pump out eight pages a day. No shit. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. shit. At that, at like, yes, he could draw pencil without any construction lines or whatever, but that's because he did that many fucking hours a day. Like, he was almost working 24 hours a day. Yeah, he must have, sleeping from four till 11 isn't proper sleep. It's not, you know, he used to sit at this horrible old drafting table that he never upgraded or got a new one, and he was getting paid a page rate of, like, $100 a page. Like, oh. think about how long it takes you to fucking do. And it hasn't changed very much. It might be $300 a page, $200 a page now. And how yeah, did, yeah. you know, you do a 21 page thing. How long you reckon? Have you, I don't know if you've ever done a 21 page, but I done 21 pages. Took me like three months. That's nah, not no, worth I'll, three months worth of fucking dude, salary. Dude, I did, um, uh, for, for Kieran, um, in his, in Purgatory comic. Oh I did, yeah, I saw that. I did. I think I did just two, what did I do? Two black and white pages and a black and white cover. And, yeah. um, he, he, even that, like he, he, he paid me right for that, but like I think I think there was sixty dollars for the black and white pages each, and then um, I think one hundred and twenty for the cover. And yeah. I was like, that, I'm like, that's fine, but yeah, that man, I've never done this one. And they took me fucking long. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I I uh, I give mad props to like all comic artists that can do that sort of thing, but that's something that I don't want to be doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I want to I want to draw magnificent fucking big sort of one of posters or Enough. pictures or yeah. keyframes or concepts and stuff like that. I don't want to do a page with a bunch of little separate little things. Oh, hundred percent. All I the panels and stuff that, that, yeah, they're kind of, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. It's Pro- one props, of to the pe- props to the people that can do it, but yeah. Me. <laughs> but you, I mean, I mean, you're directing a film every time you might as well be yeah. doing, you're directing cinematography, you know, you're, you're coming up with the scene, the concept, the script, sometimes the, um, you know, yeah. the, the camera you're the cameraman you're it's it's a pretty full-on job and it's fun but yeah. it's fucking time it consuming. is, it is. That, that's one thing it's super fun but man it's time consuming yeah, like it's, especially if there's a know. fight scene or something you, you're the cameraman and you the fight choreographer 
and you know the you got to get the facial expressions and the the fucking bodies right like i was like that's a lot that's a lot of work <laughs> there is <laughs> these, a high standard of yeah, these, these pro comic dudes like they're no joke man that's like that's, uh, they're phenomenal but if you have, i don't know if you've ever even looked at like jim lee's pencils they're a mess like they're a fucking mess. It's his uh, inker. Yeah. His inker cleans them up. If you just Google Jim Lee pencil page, like his covers are good, but his pencils in a comic book are a fucking mess. Yeah. Like it, it, yeah. It looks good, but if you actually zoom in and you have a look at the detail, I feel for his inker because it's like he just scribbles shit in to mm. for time. Like I've 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 seen him speak about it. He scribbles shit in like. His faces are really well drawn, but because he knows how to draw them so well, he can draw them so quickly. And you look at those pencils, they're a nightmare. They're yeah. just like, they're so he just, just he, he must just have, um, like, I guess the ink, inker that he works with or inkers or whatever it is, they just must, they must have had lots of experience and they're just like, I know, I know what scribble means. <laughs> he's like, I know I what to do. Yeah. Scott Williams is his inker and he's been around since the image day. Oh, so, yeah, like, yeah, 20, yeah. 30 years of relationship there that, yeah. you know, that collaboration that you have there. Yeah, fucking yeah. hell. Well, That's we've been cool. talking for an hour and a half, man. I'll have to... Has been an hour and a half already. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Just disappears, man. It happens, man. Uh, happens every time when I have a podcast with another artist. It just... <laughs> yeah, just, just talk and talk. Just go on. Yeah. Um, before you leave, though, completely off topic, but that we've got some gold there. That was actually really one of the better... <laughs> I love it so much. We might even, I might even actually cut this bit and turn it into a Captain Marvel um, into um, blah, 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 review thing. <laughs> oh, two yeah. episodes. Mini Captain Marvel review. Yeah, hundred percent. That'll be good. Thirteen minute review. All right, man. Well, I've just realised it's. I'm gonna go to work in half an hour. So. <laughs> better, better, better shut it down. Yes, yes. Unfortunately, I'm still um, slave to the day job. So that's all, right, man. Keep pushing it. Patience. Yes, hundred percent. All right, man. Well, thank you so much again for sitting down and and taking the time out of your day. I'm sure you got plenty of work to do, so I won't uh, keep you to it. What are you working on today? Uh, I'll probably be doing more of the um, end game poster. Fantastic. Very so nice. See where, I, see where I can take that to. So I still don't really know what it's going to look like, but hopefully it'll end up something cool. Yeah, don't, man. Very nice. I can't wait to see it. I think I'm going to wait until the film comes out so that I don't, unless I finally, I, I do that Avengers, po- that old Avengers poster in the style, I think I'm going to wait and see what what yeah. the, feel, the film is just to get an idea of it. I'm working on a, um, I've moved, I've just finished a How to Train Your Dragon poster. Oh, don't. Which yeah. releasing this week sometime. I'll actually do that tonight. Um, and then I'm working on a Toy Story one. But the, oh, nice. The theme of the Toy Story one is like it's like an old Western um, oh, poster, yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like a space Western. So it kind of feels like the Hateful Eight kind of posters, Magnificent Seven, that kind of thing. So yeah, I'm taking yeah. a bit of influence from those Tarantino westerns to, um, yeah, do that. So that'll be that'll be fun. That sounds cool, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This was such a great podcast. Um, I just want to thank Jackson for coming on the podcast as well. Um, I had just had so much fun. We kept talking for so long that I forgot <laughs> we were even like on the clock. So um, I think there was just so much to go off there. And I really hope that 
that that helps you, um, that they can help you with your with your business, with your um, even if it's with your creative business or your illustration business, whatever it may be. I hope that we um, gave you a bit more information than you already had, which is what we're trying to get out of this. Um, I I learnt a lot from Jackson uh, in the podcast and or rather during this podcast, and I just really enjoyed um, really enjoyed talking to him again. I think we um, we had a wonderful conversation, and I hope that you guys can can learn some shit from it. Um, that's all uh, I just want to thank you all so much for listening as always um, it's been a wonderful time if you want to follow Jackson he is sorry I got it wrong in the intro he is Jackson underscore Caspers with a Z an S and a Z um, I'll put his link down in the description it'll also be in the title but as always guys thank you so much for listening uh, don't forget if you want to uh, join my new Discord, as I advertised at the beginning of the episode, uh, you can go down into the description um, of this, into the details, um, and the link to the public invite for the Making Lemonade Discord community is there. Come and have a chat about the latest episode, have a chat about art, come and get some feedback if you want some feedback from the community. Yeah, so just uh, come and join the community. Come and join all of us over at the Discord. Uh, I've only just put it up this week. I've only just created it this week, so bear with me. Um, but if you want to just come and chat, uh, chat with other people who listen to the episode, have a conversation about anything that you heard in this week's episode that you're interested with, um, come and chat with other artists. I'll be inviting the rest of the Lost Boys Co. Um, in there. If you want to know what the Lost Boys Co. is, uh, I will be making an announcement of sorts about that soon. Uh, Jackson and I briefly spoke about it and we are still trying to figure it out, but it is a secret, secret something or other that we're working on right now, so we'll see how we go. Anyway, guys, I love you so much. Um, You just got heaps of content, so I won't uh, make an extended long outro. Uh, You don't want to hear me babbling. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the the invite to the Discord will be down in the episode notes if you want to find that. Also next week I will be adding all of the podcast to Stitcher. I am in the process of adding it to Stitcher and I will be having it on Stitcher from now on. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I will be having it on Stitcher from now on and that will be what I will be doing. You can listen to it on Stitcher sooner than later. Spotify is a little bit harder to get the podcast onto because they got a bit of a picky process. Um, and, you know, we're not quite as big as some of the other Joe Rogans and so on and so forth. So, uh, but uh, anyway, don't worry about that. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Um, stay, stay kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Take care of yourself. Um, and as always, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Making Lemonade. I'm your host, Jordan Morpeth. Stay weird. Ba-dum, bum, ba-dum, bum. Bum, bum. Remix. One of my direct subordinates, one of my guys that worked for me, he would, he would call me up or pull me aside with some major problem, some issue that was going on. And he'd say, boss, we got this and that and the other thing. And I'd look at him and I'd say, good and finally one day he was telling me about some issue that he was having some problem and 
He said, I already know what you're going to say. I said, well, what am I going to say? He said, you're going to say good. He said, that's what you always say. When something is wrong and going bad, you always just look at me and say good. And I said, well, yeah. When things are going bad, there's going to be some good that's going to come from it. Didn't get the new high-speed gear we wanted? Good. Didn't get promoted? Good. More time to get better. Oh, mission got canceled? Good. We can focus on another one. Didn't get funded. Didn't get the job you wanted. Got injured. Sprained my ankle. Got tapped out? Good. Got beat? Good. You learned. Unexpected problems? Good. We have the opportunity to figure out a solution. That's it. When things are going bad, don't get all bummed out, don't get startled, don't get frustrated. If you can say the word good, guess what? It means you're still alive. It means you're still breathing. And if you're still breathing, well then hell, you still got some fight left in you. So get up, dust off, reload, recalibrate, re-engage. Go out on the attack.